comic book pit. Okay. Welcome back to Comic Book Pit. This is Comic Book Pit episode 268. I am Dan. I'm Jared. And this is our just our general discussion episode where we just tackle some topics that have come up recently and just bat them around like kittens with a ball of string. Yeah. Well, and it, twice as cute. I don't know if you have an agenda. I don't. It's um, You texted me yesterday from an estate sale and talking about collections. Um, I've never been to one. So you, you, I, I went, I went to, yeah, I saw you sent me photos of some person's bobblehead collection of pirate paraphernalia. Mm-hmm. And I too have my own, uh, bobblehead collection of pirate. And so we should uh, specify Pittsburgh pirates, Pittsburgh pirates. Just so, yes. just so people who aren't yeah, from the area think that uh, you're not collecting like Jack Sparrow's stuff or no, something. No. The, the, the baseball <laughs> variety. Yeah. And, uh, and it was like five miles from my house, like where this. Yeah, it was really. That's why I texted really you. It was like super yeah. close. So, and uh, so I went up to it, and I was like, I've never been to one of these before. I don't know anything about it. And it's it's kind of weird because it's like they take someone's house and turn it into a store with their stuff. It's basically like a yard sale inside your house. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, but it but it's run by like an estate sale company. Right, and that's where I thought it was. I didn't I didn't know that. Like I remember like when my grandparents passed, they had them, but I really wasn't involved with that mm-hmm. at all, and I, I wasn't around for it. It's really that. interesting. Haven't um, been to a number of them. I'm sure. Is there like a website you find this at? Or um, a lot of times, um, there are some companies that we have just started to follow because we noticed that they're running a lot of the ones that we go to. Okay. So we followed some of them on Facebook, um, on Craigslist. If you just if you look under the garage sale links, mm, okay. Um, a lot of them will be garage sales, but or yard sales, but a lot of them will, will be for estate sales too. Okay. And yeah, you can usually find a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, well, okay, yeah. So this person had this massive collection of Pittsburgh Pirate bobbleheads, mm-hmm. fairly recent, within the past five years. And I was like, oh my god, there's like gaps. Like I have a collection. I had this one run, and there was two that I didn't have, and like they, they had these two. Mm-hmm. I was like, so that fills my run of like these of this like bobblehead giveaway from. It was like the 2008 like lumber company promotion they give away. It was like, and it's where like I started getting them in 2011. Like they must have had so many left over that they were giving them away at the prize wheel in 2011. And it was by going to the prize wheel at Pirate Games, I was able to get like six of the eight that were in this run. So I go up there and I got the last two. And then I'm looking at all these other ones. And I was like, oh, one it, need it, one it, need it. And too much where I like, I had like seven or eight like in, mm-hmm. in my hands. And it's, you're just in someone's house and like someone's living room. I'm mm-hmm. just like picking them off a shelf and putting them in the box. I'm like, I'm taking all these. Mm-hmm. And somebody's like, do you need a box? I'm like, I need something because this is really. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they go and check me out and it was like for a song. And, but here's the thing. I felt, I felt an obligation to honor the collection. This was someone, someone loved this. Mm-hmm. In fact, they also had for sale there like a score book. Oh, okay. and so the person was keeping score at like the, it was the twenty fifth. I thumbed through because I keep score at pirate games too. <laughs> like, Let's see what this is like. And it was like 
It was the 2015 season. I was like, oh, I must have been to some of these. And like, I don't, it was like for two bucks. I'm like, what am I going to do with this? Right. Like, a small part of me was like, you got it. You know, this is, there's a kinship with me in this lost soul where we both, you know, loved the pirates and we kept squirt games and we collected the little bobbleheads and stuff. As like, you know, you gotta mm-hmm. like, like take it and be like, what am I going to do? And the, the, the rest of me was like, this is ridiculous. You don't need to buy some used scorebook. Like, well, there's nothing to gain mm-hmm. from this. Like, why is this even for sale? Like, just keep this as a memento of like grandpa's. Like, this is one you keep. Like, there's no value in this. Um, but the bobbleheads, there's value. Yeah, and I wanted them for my own collection. So I did feel this weird sense of like obligation. Like, they're going to a good home person. Like, yeah, I'm, right. uh, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm I want to like honor the integrity of your collection, but I'm also breaking up your collection at the mm-hmm. same time. So, but like I, they will go to a place of honor where they will be cherished as you cherish them when you were mm-hmm. of the, of the mortal coil. So yeah. And now my shelf in my dining room is all that much more filled up. With yeah. Well, as soon as I, yeah, as soon as I saw this massive collection of Pittsburgh pirate stuff, I'm like, there's only one person that would be able to appreciate this that I know. And I'm like, Texting like, yeah. oh my god, you got! And I took pictures, and I'm yeah. like, you got to see this stuff. I mean, like, if for nothing else, just to appreciate that someone has, someone else has that same level of that, yeah. you know, collectible, yeah. you know, and for something. I mean, like, well, this is and this is this is a sports town, so it's not like there aren't a million people out there that have like all kinds of collections of sports memorabilia. But you know, but but you don't often see that level uh, of memorabilia available to exactly you know like you know yeah exactly i know and there was pl- i mean i could have gone hog wild and just there, were, there was a lot, lot. there was a lot there was of a stuff lot. there and i i only took a small portion like, mm-hmm. i guess i bought like seven or eight but that was i barely scratched the surface mm-hmm. um but yeah as, as, as being there, i, I kind of wanted to know more about the person but it's yeah, it, what's really interesting. It became about evident those. like these people probably don't even know who this was, and there's no way to get a history. Like, of... like I think okay, so that that house, uh, I in other places I've been to, you know, just by walking around and going from room to room, yeah, you're getting like a little window into their life and learning like, oh, this person really liked to sew. This person really liked to make their own like clothes for kids. Uh, this person was into model trains. I think like. Whoever lived at that house, I think they worked for Hershey's because they really? had a lot of like they had he had like he she whoever had a, a stack of uh, orange they were all brand new uh, orange baseball caps that all said Reese's oh yeah on the top and, and I found some other stuff that led me to believe that he worked for um, Reese's or Hershey's like maybe in the marketing or something okay. so, something where it required like putting like signs out or. Like I, I just found some other stuff, and it's just it's just funny how you learn about someone just by what they leave behind. And I applaud you as being a resident of South, a native of Southwestern PA, and saying it correctly, Reese's, <laughs> not not Reese's. No, <laughs> it's not Reese's pieces. It's, yeah, it's not Reese's. It's Reese's, <laughs> Reese's apostrophe. Pieces, yes. Yeah, but um, no, I found a lot of cool stuff. Over, um, my my wife and I over the past couple of years have we've we've kind of gone from like. Garage sales to you know yard sales, mm-hmm. which you know you just we you find by driving around. Um, we now actively like if we don't have anything going on on a weekend. We'll we'll look you know we'll go online and we'll see we'll find a handful of estate sales within a reasonable distance, and we'll yeah. kind of like plot out like okay let's go here here and there. 
Um, and sometimes we, we just, we bust, we get nothing. Um, last weekend we, um, we had four that we went to, like one of them, we just, it was like just nothing, like nothing, nothing we could, it's nothing good. Uh, one of them, we couldn't even find a place to park. It was on this really terrible road and all the neighbors were like not letting people park in front of their house, which I get. Yeah. Um, another one was by appointment only that we found out later, like after reviewing the Craigslist ad, it was like, um, no, I'm closing my house. My house is closed up. But if you want to look at my stuff, you have to call or text me or email me and set up a time to come in. So this was the person was running their own estate sale. It was, well, it was more, it was less of a estate sale, more of just like a, I'm having a yard, I'm, mm. like the weather's not nice <laughs> enough to have a yard sale, but if you want to come and look at my stuff. Um, but no, but yesterday, so some we, people's kids, <laughs> some people are just weird. <laughs> um, but no, we, um, like, uh, yesterday I found a wonder woman book and record set for, um, nice. and it was, they had it marked at 10 and they, everything was half off afternoon. So it was, I got it for five bucks. Is this at the same house? Yeah, it was the same okay. house. It was in the basement. Um, it's 40 years old. It, was, it came out in 78. I'm like, right. that's pretty cool. Do you have a record player? No. Okay. But but the but the it looks like it's in from what I can tell it looks like it's in good condition and you know um, and so, sometimes I think like I'll get something just to keep it sometimes I think I'll get this and maybe I'll try and flip it um, I don't know um, sometimes I get I get things and I can actually <laughs> other people can benefit um, months ago we went to one uh, an estate sale and I found a I think it was a Darth Vader. Um, uh, action figure holder. Oh, uh, like okay. One, the case. Like, it was like, like, like the head. Yeah. And it, and it opens up and there's all the slots for the different right, characters. Yeah, yeah. And there was, there's a little door that you put like, that you can put the weapons and like the loose weapons and accessories oh, in. No way. And, and when I, when I first picked this thing up at the house, I heard a rattle and I popped it open and, and I popped open the little door and sure enough, there was like a, just a handful of, accessories and weapons in this thing. Um, so I closed it back up and I, and I think I got, uh, 20 bucks. I paid 20 bucks okay. for, for Darth Vader. And, and then, uh, we got home and I, I laid everything out, all the weapons. And I took a picture of it and I sent it to Scott and I, cause you know, Scott's our resident, right. uh, star Wars yes. guy. His, his know, house he, is a museum to yeah. all things star Wars. And he's, he's definitely into like the, the classic star Wars. And I said, Cause I, I'm like, I, I, I could try and research this stuff, but who's going to know better than, mm -hmm. than Scott. So I said, um, are any of these worth anything? And he got back to me and we kind of went back and forth and it turns out he wanted them. So we, <laughs> no, they're not worth anything. <laughs> Let me take that <laughs> well, junk off your hands. Well, actually, well, no, well, well, we came to an, an arrangement and he actually, he's like, I'll give you this much for them. And so really it, it helped us, you know, it was just kind of funny the way go. it happened, but. No, like estate sales, man, that, that's kind of our new thing. It's just, it's weird and it's fun and it's... Yes. Yeah, it's... It's free to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's all those things. It's, it's just, a mixed bag of emotions. Because mm -hmm. um, I'm like, oh, I'm going, I'm doing it. Because I was on the vet. Like, we'd mm -hmm. just gotten back from taking uh, our puppy Dexter to the vet. Mm -hmm. Just walked in. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm mm -hmm. a homebody and I'm lazy. But I'm like, they're there. And like, I really, really like to get some of these and like... <laughs> Like I, I saw like two that I definitely would like. Oh my gosh! Like I've never seen these out in the wild before. Mm -hmm. It was like this is an opportunity, 
like there's a couple other ones I would kind of like to have, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, it's like five miles away. I was like, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And then it was weird. Like I ran to a lady I work with there too. Oh, that's so, funny. Yeah. And, uh, so like, yeah. And so I get back and, and Susan's like, I thought you were getting three. I was like, well. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, when I'm dead, you can just like sell these and uh, like people come in and sell them for you. Like, like, it's, <laughs> when, when we eventually have our estate sale. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, and it's, you know, going to these things, especially for guys like us that are collectors, whether it's, you know, I mean, not only do you collect like the sports memorabilia, but, you know, you're into comics and, yeah. sci, you know, sci-fi, you know, whatever, like the same stuff that we're all into. And when you find stuff like that, it's like you feel this automatic need, like, I got to have it. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. not a, I'm not a huge fan of Wonder Woman. I mean, I like Wonder Woman just fine. Yeah. But, the, but having that that vintage book and record set, I'm like, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something that I could, you know, like I said, I keep it for myself. I might be able to turn it around and sell it online. I don't know, but it belongs. It should be with me. Just like you said, like it should be like those, those bobbleheads deserve to be with someone who can appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. They're going and, to a good home. Yeah. And, and uh, so that's why, you know, and the plus side is if I hadn't gone to that estate sale, if I hadn't picked up those bobbleheads, I wouldn't have, Put the bobbleheads on the shelf, put the boxes in a box, and take them down into the basement and discover that water was leaking on stuff. Oh, <laughs> and I'm get down to because we have this old nook in our basement where we store like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? It's like there's a puddle here, and it's like, and it was on like the bag of comics I take when I do at table at shows. Mm-hmm. So like my like little mini comics got soaked. Oh boy! And a box of trade paperbacks got soaked. Oh no! And I was like, this is fantastic. And I, I have no idea where I, – I mean, there's all sorts of piping that goes through mm-hmm. there. It's right underneath the bathroom. I have a theory. So, like, when my wife was in the shower today, I'm down there with a flashlight, like, examining all the pipes. I'm like, I don't see where it's coming from. But it's mm. very centralized in this location. And so I got, I'm got. i going to have to call a plumber, but I don't want to call a plumber until I know where exactly it's coming from because I don't want to pay a plumber to come out here and just stare at my pipes for an hour right. before even diagnosing the problem because – <laughs> for the folks at home that aren't watching the broadcast, that was me doing the yeah. money uh, going away. Yeah, making it rain. And, yeah, which is doing on my comics. And it couldn't have been like the surplus loving monsters I can't get rid of. Like I wouldn't have cared. I'm like, oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Lord, for uh, taking care of that for me. No, it was like the trade paperbacks I didn't have room for on a shelf, so I just had them stuck in a box in the basement. I'm so glad that I put up most of our stuff in like plastic totes mm-hmm. with that very thought in mind. Like, yeah, it's plastic totes. They will be safe. Uh, but this was a cardboard box that was soaked. So I don't know the extent of the damage. I don't know if stuff's like beyond, mm-hmm. you know, use. It's certainly no longer going to be able to be probably flippable. I can't yeah. tell. I can't tell. And it's, we talked about Invincible the last time and like it was like all my Invincible trades were in this box. Oh, but those no. were like, majority of those are actually polybagged. Weird enough. Oh, they were trades okay. that were polybagged. So, but whatever, I couldn't tell. Like the top one was one of those like Batman Chronicle books, mm-hmm. and it felt wet, but it didn't feel like wrinkled. Mm-hmm. You know, paper when it gets mm-hmm. wet. So who knows? Who knows? There was like some pics posters I was hanging on to that were just gone, soaked, soaked. Oh boy, yeah. The joys of home ownership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I wake up every day thinking, just okay, is something going to happen today? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nothing. What's this money pick going to ruin today? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I always got to wonder when the next shoe is going to drop. Because right. we moved in and, like, the furnace went on the fritz. Mm-hmm. It was covered by the home warranty, so whatever. It just was obnoxious and cold. It was November and it was cold. Mm-hmm. 
but whatever, it paid like seventy-five bucks and got it all fixed. That's it. Yeah. This stuff, I, I call it because the uh, it leaked. We, we had found a leak before, and called the home warranty company. They sent out their plumber. And the guy's like, this isn't really covered by the warranty, but I'm here now and I don't feel like <laughs> I already wrote up the paperwork. So here's what I'm just going to do this. But, uh, now that I know, so where goes that? But uh, yeah. we, I used, I tried to do a job, but when we installed our washer and dryer, ended up ripping like a pipe off the wall. Mm. Like I was trying to replace a faucet, you know, where it goes into the washing machine, mm-hmm. ended up just yanking it, the whole thing right out. I was like, oh, that's can't turn the water on because now I just have an exposed pipe. Oh, boy. So I had to call a plumber on a Saturday afternoon. So I'm just <laughs> going to call those people again. And for a Saturday afternoon emergency fix, it really wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully when I can schedule them to come, it, it, it'll be a, I'm hoping, <laughs> not, not, not too harsh on the wallet, but. That's why you have a rainy day fund for when it rains. That's true. So yeah. Okay. So uh, so I got a couple, couple other things I was gonna, a couple of talking points I was gonna bring up. So the first one. Um. So we read. I read last week that Joss Whedon is off the Batgirl movie. I heard that. And it's probably for the best. Yeah. But it's 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 a little it's a kind of a head scratcher because he's quoted as basically saying he couldn't he didn't have a story and I'm like yeah he couldn't crack the nut like if Joss Whedon couldn't do it like you know who is arguably one of the the best people in Hollywood to write strong female characters yeah then what hope what hope do we have I I mean I'm curious what it's like what yeah, it is. It does boggle the mind because it does feel like that was in his wheelhouse. But then again, the past year, um, the the cultural landscape hasn't been kind to him either. Mm-hmm. So maybe he couldn't find a strong story that would also uh, appease uh, the audience expectations now. Mm-hmm. And with after you know the the stuff about his personal life coming out and how he's kind of like. A, creep or whatever yeah he's not not the ally that he was portrayed to be and been kind of laying low i feel like yeah and justice league is kind of as much as i'm a snyder apologist if you will Mm -hmm. like even i like like justice league's coming out on video in a couple weeks and i'm not as like amped to get that as i was like batman vs superman when they hit home video Mm -hmm. i was like i'm getting that movie like i want to see it like just i liked justice league but I liked it because it showed potential for what could be rather than for what it is. That's mm-hmm. why I liked it. And it, it just felt uneven, like there was dueling uh, visions. Yeah, I wonder if, you know, if, if given Whedon's recent relationship with Warner Brothers and the DC, you know, the DC uh, Cinematic Universe and Zack Snyder and all these things, uh, I just wonder if that had anything to do with it. Like that, I feel like... Justice League didn't do, you know, being associated with Justice League didn't do him any favors. No, no. Um, and you know, it's it's all. It seems like it. It's always we always see or read something that Warner Brothers is all just goofy. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like the people that used to work for them say all kinds of things, and I just wonder, even a guy like like a top level guy creator like Joss Whedon, if he's getting yanked around. He's, you know, if they're jerking him around with, um, probably, yeah, you know, 
trying to get yeah, him if, to if toe the lot. To, no coherent you know, message from the top. There's going to be no. The message won't be coherent through the ranks. Mm-hmm. So if, if they are having that, which it's it's so bizarre because like, you know, Marvel Studios had to work with what they had available to them because previous regimes had sourced out like all the goods. So mm-hmm. they just had to take like the 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 turds, if you will, and polish them into gems. And they did immaculately. Oh yeah. And they did. And so like DC like owned everything. Like Warner Brothers had it right. all. Like, well, they've got they've got everything. everything's in house. Like there's yeah. no reason why this should not. Fire! Why you shouldn't have like the best of the best, the, the experts on these properties mm-hmm. available to to turn them out to adapt them, but yet they don't. And then so now I look at like DC and like what they need is like a Kevin Feige of their own because mm-hmm. if you look at the Marvel property, it's all him. Like right. remember, remember like when uh, Mar- they had the Marvel Brain Trust that was there to sort of like like Bendis guide, yeah, and, yeah exactly yeah. guide all the movies and then you would hear like oh, that the filmmakers kind of like ruffled at them because they were like this is let us make our movie they basically said we don't need you guys anymore yeah and then they left and then there was a moment like oh man like no the brain trust like how's this going to survive with the brain trust and like the movie since well I forget what was the last brain trust movie was it like Civil War was the first or the last I can't remember if that was the last with the brain trust or the first without the brain trust somewhere uh, around in there I think. yeah I don't remember but that sounds probably sometime in that in that, that era in that, yeah and so everything like since then has been gold like we talked about in the last episode that then the next movie like just becomes your new favorite mm-hmm. and so no they needed this that one steady hand at the wheel who was good at identifying talent who he could let do you know be themselves find unique visionary artists and let them be unique visionary artists and just keep you know here's the framework mm-hmm. and you can do whatever you want within this framework and there you I, go I, I feel like there's just aside from more than just oh you know DC and uh, Marvel different characters different I feel like there's just a fundamental difference in their philosophies of, of how to how to build and maintain their their respective universes and I, I just don't understand how Warner Brothers slash DC has managed to get this it's, it's like they're just bumbling uh, yeah. With every with every movie minus, you know, you know, Wonder Woman with you know it's warts and all. Like even there are a couple things that you know weren't great about it, but but you know some, somehow Wonder Woman managed to be its best yeah. movie to date. And but like how do you how do you have these properties and still manage to not blow Marvel out of the water? I think it just comes it, – that's leadership at the top. Mm-hmm. Like you that, said, like they don't have a, a – coherent yeah. message. Yeah. And, and I, I, like I also read, read like that, that President Warner Brothers insisted on a two-hour cut of Justice League. Justice League could have stood to be about 215, 220. Mm-hmm. Like it could have, another 15 to 20 minutes just to let some moments breathe mm-hmm. really would have done that movie some good. Like that's not a movie that needed shoehorned into a two-hour cut. It, that yeah. type of movie you can get away with. It, it sounds like it's – Whereas Marvel has, you know, at least when it started, had the the people that were purely creative, the people mm-hmm. that had a love for these properties and making a, a, a good representation of these characters. Warner Brothers is just, you know, suit after suit or, you know, executive yeah. after executive that just 
seems to be like, well, you know, can, can we make a toy out of it? Great. Yeah. Make a movie out I, of I it. I wonder know? if maybe a part of it's the uh, just like survival factor. Like Marvel didn't have the best of the best in mm-hmm. their library to come out with. They, yeah. I they am, had to use characters that were not household names. Right. So if there was kind of that. There was no expectation. There's no expectation, but yeah, there's no expectation. Because no one knew who Iron Man was. Yeah, Iron Man was the thing. So, but then again, because you're working with, because there's no expectation, but there's also, like, there, there, there's, I mean, yeah, you're right. You could say that there's, well, there's nowhere to go but up with all of this. But still, the product was stellar. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a, a, craft, a level of craftsmanship and passion imbued into those. The first Iron Man, mm-hmm. like the, the Hulk movies, kind of yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Iron great. Man sto- is solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's just we'll forget the, the Incredible Hulk, and we'll just speak with of Iron Man. Going back to Summer of <laughs> Wait, it, it was it was like a, a ground shift, you know, with that Iron Man movie. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was just was maybe it was. There's nothing to lose. Maybe this that devil may care nothing to lose attitude. Mm-hmm. This is you know, it's all upside from here. We can, we can just try and create this, put all the love and passion into it and be as true to it as we can be because no one's going to be like, that's not Iron Man because no one has right. an Iron Man. Yeah, there was no – yeah, they, they hadn't already made 15 Iron Man movies like they had you know, Batman and yeah. Superman and – yeah. So yeah, I mean – Then again, there's like why should anyone care about Iron Man? So you have that too. Like you have to make people care. So I guess right. that's where the love you – know, I think it was just you know a lot of it was just everything just came together in like a perfect storm like right place right time and you oh, had absolutely. you know a, a character that really you didn't have a lot invested in because no one knew about them but you had um, a good director in John Favreau yeah um, who worked well with with your lead which was um, Robert Downey Jr. which is, is you know spot on was spot on right. I, I think it really yeah, but, it's Favreau Favreau making. The case because Favreau argued for Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. to be well, yeah because at like, the he time was he such, wasn't yeah. he was still you know he was like kind of he was uninsurable on yeah yeah so you gotta give the, the credit to John Favreau for doing it and Robert Downey Jr. for just being the perfect choice for it mm-hmm. and that now that is Iron Man like that oh yeah that's the benchmark and he's well and, and it's funny because you know that that Robert Downey Jr. is basically Tony Stark now yeah and, and I mean he's it's it's almost like there's like the line between where Robert Downey Jr. begins and Tony Stark begins. It's like there's it's razor thin. And the the basis for the character, even everything about the the story, the character, everything, it kind of like found it's like in in the last ten years, the story of Iron Man was one that was much more relevant to the world we live in. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas before that, it, there really wasn't yeah. anything you could. You couldn't look at the news or just look at the world we lived in, like in the '90s or the '80s, and see really see that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think by the time that came around, and at, with the political landscape we had lived in, we we saw we could we could identify with this. We could see this person existing in our world as it as it was. Well, I, I think not only yeah, and that's a great point, but I think and also um, you know the. Tony Stark's tale, in at least in that first movie, I feel like it's a it's a story of a like Rhodes redemption. I mean, he's not yeah. completely redeemed at the end of it, but he's making steps towards being a better person. And Robert Downey Jr., the person, 
his entire career or his entire life has been a road to redemption. Yeah. And he's, he's redeemed. I mean, he's like a new person. He's, he has a new, his career, he's got a revitalized career. He's got a new, like a new lease on life, basically. I mean, life and art merged. Yeah. No. So yeah, yeah, you're right. Perfect time, perfect place. I don't think it could be, it couldn't be replicated. It's like the Beatles of superhero movies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and that's the you know, it's almost like the textbook de- definition of you know, uh, catching lightning in a bottle. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the way that they were able to come out with you know these movies, uh, and just the, the the casting has been. I mean, yeah. I, I hate to throw around the word word perfect, but it it really has been. Like I can't yeah, think of anyone anyone that's really. Anything that flopped? Anything that flopped? No, none of them. Have, even, I mean, I mean, like I mean, casting like, wise, have, yeah. like anyone that's felt off. Like the only one to me that that felt a little off, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna nitpick, would be uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, only because of his American accent. Okay. Or he should have just had an English accent. Okay. His, you know, that that was the only thing that felt off to me up to this point in like basically all of the characters in all of the Marvel movies. That's yeah, the only yeah, one that yeah, I have. I mean, you're right. Speaking of that, I couldn't nitpick at Doctor Strange, and I've thought about this too. The one that always like felt off to me, like with particularly with Doctor Strange, this is with Doctor Strange, was that Mystic Arts was martial arts. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, why are, they, why are they fighting? Like, why are they out practicing like they're it's like, like Mystic the they, Kung Fu? Like they kind of combine the two. Yeah, as, that part just felt off, lazy. Mm-hmm. Not, I, the mystic arts is not combat. The mystic arts are the mystic arts. Mm-hmm. And yet here they were like, it was like some kung fu temple where uh, that part just felt mm-hmm. me, that part just felt off mm-hmm. to me. I don't know, that part didn't say right. I mean, it's weird. I loved Doctor Strange when I saw it in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, then I s- sat through it once on home video and I couldn't make it through. I just got bored. Um, but I, I mean, I, I still, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it just, maybe just, it was that time and place on the second subsequent viewing or mm-hmm. what it was. But. Well, and, and he might be one of those characters similar to the Hulk that maybe works best as a, you know, as a supporting character. Yeah. Like, you know, his, his brief role in Thor Ragnarok was, yes. was fun. Loved it. And, you know, I'm sure, and, and, and it remains to be seen what kind of role he's going to have in Avengers Infinity yeah. War, but he he feels like it feels like he's one of those guys that just come in, comes in, does his thing, but he's not, in, you know, he, he's not like central to the story, right? You know, similar to right. like the Hulk. The Hulk is a very specialized. He's big and he's the strong guy. He's that's who you need to do some the heavy lifting. I would know? say this now that they're finally letting the Hulk speak. Now you do have the opportunity to have a strong Hulk solo movie should one decide to do it. Because now you have the duality of Mm -hmm. Hulk and Banner, which Mm -hmm. the Hulk movies prior always suffered because the Hulk was an effect. It was never a character. But now that the Hulk can be a character. Yeah. Now that you can let the Hulk be a character, Mm -hmm. then now you have that dynamic that was always in the comics of like Hulk versus Banner. I I loved that. Uh, in Thor again, in Thor Ragnarok, his, the, the portrayal of Hulk I thought was just 
Yes. It was so much fun. Yeah. You just have to let the hawk talk. I was saying it for years, and they finally did. Let him talk. Someone finally listened. Hashtag let the let, let the, the hawk speak. speak. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So, um, well, moving on a little bit. Still sticking with Marvel, but a different part of Marvel. So, uh, I'm a little a little sad. Chris Somney's contract with Marvel is expiring. And I, he's done with Marvel as of Cap, yeah, Captain America 700. I saw that, and I was surprised to hear that. And so now I wonder... I mean, no announcements have been made of his future, but I think we can all probably speculate where he might be going. He's going to DC. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to DC. Well, and and I also read that um, another writer, um, David F. Walker, who I think was I on the, the the only thing I know that, that he wrote recently was uh, the Luke Cage book. Okay, he may have also done the Power Man and Iron Fist book. Okay. The, the recent one, but uh, he's um, he's done with Marvel too. Hmm. I don't know if he had a contract, um, but he's done with Marvel. Chris Somney's done with Marvel, so I wonder if over the next you know the next year or so we're going to see a slow exodus of character or creators going from Marvel to DC, which, please, which we've never seen that before. Please give me a Chris Somney Superman book. Oh, stop! Please. That would be awesome. I mean, but please. don't tease me. Well, he's done a Superman story before. Yeah, with uh, Jeff Parker, right? It was a, yeah. that weekly Adventures, yeah, of, Adventures Superman. of Superman. Yeah, that was good. The Red Trunks are back. Please, I mean, Chris Somney could draw just about anything, yeah. and I would. He could draw the phone book, and it would be it would be amazing. Yeah, yeah he could. <laughs> he's just so good that yeah, and I I follow. I don't know if you follow him like on social media mm-hmm. at all. I do yeah. his Instagram, and I mean, it's just it's like, it's like a master class in yeah you know, character design and, uh, anatomy and, uh, draftsmanship. And it just, I was surprised to see that had been 10 years because I, I mean, I, I know I, the whole 10, I'm going at 2007. I didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. Um, he first popped up on my radar with daredevil, which is probably, I guess it was like five years, five, six years ago now. Okay. Cause, cause I just remembered the dad daredevil book, like with Mark Wade, like it started with like Mark Wade, like Marcos Martin, Oh, Marcos Martin, got to get that. And then, like, Paulo Rivera took over from Marcos Martin. Like, oh, my gosh. How, how does the art keep – how can you – like, you made me forget Marcos Martin, Paulo Rivera. You're, and then you're <laughs> like, oh, Paulo Rivera. Like, how how can this book continue? And there's, oh, Chris Somney. Like, oh, like, the, the, it was amazing artist after amazing artist on this book. And it, they would make you forget the previous one because they were just so outstanding. So mm-hmm. I guess that has been – was it, like, 2012, 2013, somewhere in there? Um Time flies. Something like that. I'm actually, I, I want to look him up on uh, Comic Book DB right now because I first, um, I think I first came to notice him on the book. I think it was called The Mighty. Thor? Thor? Oh, The Mighty. No, it was just called, it was, no, no, he, he did do that. He did that All Ages Thor that series. Ages, but I think this was even before then, which that was an amazing book, that that Mighty Thor, that All Ages. I have a, I mean, yeah, with, um, that was so by good. Roger Language. Yes. No, he did this book. It was it was a technically it was a DC book. It was one of those sometimes DC will do a, a book that's it'll have the DC logo at the top, mm-hmm. but it'll have absolutely nothing to do with DC. Mm-hmm. But it won't be a Vertigo book. But it won't be part of the DCU. It's just some weird in between. And this story. was like back 
10, 12 years ago? Yeah, let me... Could have been, like... Remember when they did that Zuda thing with, like... No, it was... I mean, I know what you're talking about, but no, it was... Um, it was something else. It didn't... I don't think it was part of a, uh, a, a brand. Okay. It was... Um, 2009. It was called The Mighty. It was... He was the penciler. And he didn't do the... He only did issues 5 through 12. It was only a 12-issue series. Okay. Um, written by Keith Champagne and Peter Tomasi. Mm. Peter Tomasi, one of the but that's, co-writers of Superman right now. That's right. But that's where I, I first came across his work. And, you know, I'm looking at his, um, his body of work on, uh, comic book DB and he's, he's done a, I mean, like a little bit of everything, um, on, on also, I mean, like not only for the big two, but for, um, dark horse and, um, IDW and image. I mean, he's just done, done it all. And he's, He's just one of those guys. He's just good. He's he's like and, elite level now. And I'm I'm sad that he's going. I mean, I'm bummed too honest, because I know. felt like him on Captain America was it almost felt like passion project time. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, and he only gets four issues and he's done. Did you did you read his um his Black Widow run with Mark I, Wade? I didn't read. I got like the first couple issues, but I didn't read the whole thing. That was really good. I should go hunt those down. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I mean, but he's definitely, you know, he's one of those guys that I think people, you know, people will just follow him Yeah. to oh, no matter, yeah. but it'll be, it'll be interesting to see if he ends up at, uh, at DC. I hope, I hope. It just, so there's no justice in the world if he doesn't do a Superman book. Um, and let's see. I don't know. Do you have any? Uh, you have anything to talk about besides water damage and bobblehead <laughs> collections and what's going on? I don't know. Just I'm trying a. Uh, you know, we read comics. We make comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, you making any comics? Yeah, later? I am. I'm doing a. I had to do Jerry duty a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I just sat there. All day, and just wait. It was it was boring. It was a nice little break from the grind, but it's still boring. Mm-hmm. And so, like towards the end, I was like, I'm just gonna, I can make a little comic out of this. I'm, I'm just like, Creator Man gets called for a jury duty. That's what I'm going to do a comic about. And I've always <laughs> wanted to do uh, like a comic strip for like Instagram. You know, you can just like swipe. Oh on. yeah. So that's what I draw like square panels, and it's just I'm coloring it right now. It's just you know, to the time to devote to it is is few and far between. So it's, I've probably been working on this, what's it, 24th or something like that. It's probably like two weeks or three weeks by now. I don't know. And uh, it's just like a little goofy little thing. Like, I always want to experiment with like doing a comic just for like that Instagram format. Mm-hmm. And so I have this that I should be done with here in about a week, and I'm just putting it up on Instagram. And, and then I got like this, another incredible book that I just finished, and I got to color a bunch of pages for that. Mm-hmm. And then Sean and I are doing a crossover comic book with his Thunder Girl and my Incredible Man character. And cool. 
and uh, I told Brian I'd do another one of his other silver titles and still tr- struggling to find my, my footing on that one. And mm-hmm. same thing, just work and life and all <laughs> that. It's just trying to find the balance in a puppy and mm-hmm. all these other areas of life that, you know, I want to give time to. And it's a struggle because like the, the drawing thing is an addiction and obsession. It must, it must be done. Like otherwise it's yeah. just, the shakes occur. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping to free up some time this year to get back to drawing because I'm. I, I really have uh, in the past three months really haven't drawn much of anything, and and I, like you, like I kind of feel it. Like I feel mm-hmm. like I, I want to pick up a pencil. There's, I want to pick up a yeah, stylus. There's and a, yeah, there's a yeah. drawing. There's a physical pull to it and mm-hmm. days just feel unfulfilled which i feel you know it's not a commentary on anything else in my life mm-hmm. it, sure. it's not saying like oh the like my wife and puppy and don't <laughs> fill of the void it's just there's a very particular itch that mm-hmm. needs to be scratched and that's what and it's always been there it's always been so that's what it is for me and so we we have no delusions of grandeur with our, co- <laughs> our cartooning like we are not we're not wait, you know, working on our <laughs> magnum opus that right. will, you know, garner all the Eisner awards and lead to fame and fortune. I, I'm actually working on a book. It's just called Magnum Opus. Is it? Yeah. It's just a. <laughs> it's the uh, penguin, the birthday breakfast right. with a mustache <laughs> and a Hawaiian shirt. Magnum Opus. Oh, uh, terrible! And that's and, a and that, that, that's, that's a Scott level pun. <laughs> Someone do that. <laughs> magnum Opus. That's awesome. Um, no, it, it's, it's that love for it and that passion for it and God do it. It's got to mm-hmm. do it. And so, I mean, that's what the schedule the way it is now. I have like time in the mornings. I can always devote to it mm-hmm. one way or another. And it's just making the most of, of those windows that are available. And so that's it. Yeah. Just like plugging away at stuff and okay. having fun. And that's, you know, we talked last time about the, uh, like Eric Larson, Savage Dragon and stuff like that. It sort of spoke to me on that level too. I think, oh, here's a creator that's just having fun telling these stories and mm-hmm. somehow is enough to make it self sufficient that it can keep, you know, doing it. So Yeah. That's so for on, on that level I I I applaud and respect. Mm-hmm. But it's like I don't know, I will look at it, but like I said, I didn't feel like I need to know like <laughs> but no, so yeah, I'm just having fun with it now. I'm just trying to Get in there when I can and see what comes of it. Cool. And uh, while we're here, we'll be missing. Uh, what is it? Uh, Toonsium's dead. Long live the Toonsium. Yeah, yeah. Toonsium is has drawn the curtains, and they are they are no longer. Well, uh, at least physically. Not physically, yes. But they they will. What, they have a presence coming up at uh, your show, Three Rivers. I believe so. They're not going anywhere. No. I, I was at their closing for the, the physical location last night. They they have plans, and it's very exciting and, mm-hmm. and and looking forward to see what they do. And people throwing the dirt on their grave. It's premature. So, okay. Well, we can uh, – this has been a good discussion episode of the comic book, but I feel like. Indeed. Yeah. It's always a good time to get together and – Mm-hmm. Chat. Yep. Definitely. Okay. Well, 
as always, you can find the Comic Book Pit at comicbookpit.com. You can email us at comicbookpit at gmail.com. You can find us on all the social medias at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for at comicbookpit. Don't forget that's pit with two T's. And uh, oh, also you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. And if uh, you're so inclined, you could leave us a review and or a rating. It you know it helps us to know that you know how we're doing. If we're uh, you know to be uh, if we can make any improvements or if there's stuff you like, let us know. And uh, not only helps us become better podcasters, but you know helps other people find the show, which is pretty awesome. So. That all being said, I think we can uh, wrap it up. This has been Comic Book Pit episode 268. I'm Dan. I'm Jared. (laughs) And we'll see you next time.